Hey there! Did you know Kroger always gives you savings and rewards on top of our lower-than-low prices? And when you download the Kroger app, you'll enjoy over $500 in savings every week with digital coupons. And don't forget fuel points to help you save up to $1 per gallon at the pump. Want to save even more? With a Boost membership, you'll get double fuel points and free delivery. So shop and save big at Kroger today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, after last week's um, surprise disappearance, uh, man, it feels kind of crazy to try to get back into this, but, you know, I had to go away for a little while. But now I'm finally back, and I think I'm able to make terms and get back into doing what I need to be done. But, see, uh, whew, good lord, what happened to Sonic? Ugh. Okay, I guess somebody played uh, Sonic Unleashed and enjoyed it a lot more than I did. But, you know, at the end of the day, I know this movie was coming. It's just that needed to go ahead and look at a little bit more pre-production on this issue. I, I don't understand it. You know, it seems like Sonic has a lot in common with Godzilla because even in the 90s, they didn't get Godzilla right when they Americanized him either. You know, that's why it was called Zilla. But then you look at the way he's designed for this. Everybody knew that there was a Sonic movie coming. And they still went about it wrong. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Welcome back, Jay. Uh, not only that, welcome to the J-Man Show here on K360 Radio. So what's going on, J360 Legion? Welcome back to the J-Man Show for episode 99. It is your man with the hour and the power and the guy who sets up everything going on, J-Man. Yep, it's good to be back, y'all. Uh, I had to take a rain check last week. It was it was getting... See, there, there was a death in my family, and the one that passed away was very close to me, helped raise me, helped get me where I need to be. It, it was somebody that was really tied to my core, you know? And, um, see, I, uh, I have a, how can I put this? It, it's hard to talk about because, you know, death is a part of life and where we go. And you see, it, it comes for everybody. And I did not expect for, you know, that special someone to go away like that. You know, it just, it's hard to take, you know, I don't grieve like most people. I grieve in a different sort of way. And I kind of need it that week for myself. But on one hand, I'm happy because she doesn't have to go through any pain anymore. You know what I'm saying? So when you're making, you know, when you're coming to terms like that, you kind of really need to sit off to the side for a little bit. And that's why things were kind of quiet on my section of J360 Productions. But... You know, because I, I just I just need to be alone for a while. And you see, now, now that I went through what I needed to go through, and, you know, and, and I knew that she only, she only, she, she only wanted me to succeed. And, you know, I can't thank her enough for being a big part of my life. And you see, the best way I can honor her is to keep going forward and just making the right moves, doing the best I can, and just trying to succeed in a better way than I have been. You know, it just really makes me think, because you see, like, life is finite. 
But when you get to that point where you're crossing over into another phase of it, which is death, you know, you don't want to look back and have any regrets. You don't want to look back and say, uh, I haven't made marks and I haven't done anything to become, you know, to, to become better than what I was, you know, to make it, make myself ready for that transitional period. And you see, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll be reunited with that person. You know what I'm saying? Like she, she was very important. She was, she was a role model and I might've not got to spend, you know, as much time as I wanted to with her in this latter part of my life, you know, I'm in my thirties now, but you see, I really didn't visit too much. I, I really got to work on that bond with my family and stuff a little bit better than what I have done. Cause you know, sometimes you get trapped in the hustle and bustle of things and you, and you, and you lose sight of like the things that are important to you until, you know, the unfortunate happens. And then you're like, Oh my God, where, where was I at? Where was I at? You know? And then it's like, yeah, I know where I was, but you know, she, she was there for me every step of the way. So I, I really had to, um, I really had to not, not be J man for a week. See what I'm saying? But you know, like, like, the, like, and, and and not to say that it still doesn't affect me. It, shoot, I, I don't know. It's probably gonna take a lot longer than a week for me to really, really get over it. But I don't know if you ever really get over it or you just make peace with it. But it's one of them things that you think about for a little bit, and it's like, have I been successful? Can I do better? Um, what's a way that you know, when I leave, who who's gonna feel for me that same way? You know what I'm saying? And uh. It's, it's tough, but I'm here now in episode 99, right? So let's just get on with the show, shall we? And, you know, I'm just going to say this. Just don't take nothing for granted when it's people in your life, right? You know what I mean? Just just spend time, make time for them. That's what you got to do. All right. But getting into this episode, though, I, yes, yes, I did. And, you know, before we get into it, uh, yes, Endgame. Endgame came out not too long ago. I did get to see that last week, you know, as a way of, you know, coming to terms and, you know, as a way of getting out of real life for a while. And let me tell you, it was the best three hours I spent in the movie theater. Like, I had, um, bought a soda, right? I know, like, a lot of people are like this. Well, you know, there's gonna be something going on in every single scene, and, and you don't want to drink anything, so you go to the bathroom and, and stuff. It's like, that's like, yeah, I know, but when I'm there, I need something to drink and enjoy myself, you know? But I didn't buy any popcorn, because popcorn will make you want to get a drink, but... I just like sitting there, you know, getting a good deal on a nice large orange soda and just sitting back chilling and watching the movie. But you see, the thing about it is, I only had like two sips of the thing because that movie, had, <laughs> true to form, had everything coming together just right. And I didn't want to miss a beat. I was just like, oh my God. Hey, Jay, you know you paid three bucks for your drink. I know, but I don't give a damn right now. This is this, this is too good. And you see, I'm going to try to talk about it in the broadest of terms, but... You know, because I don't want to spoil anything. And some of y'all are just now getting getting in motion to go see this movie. And this is one of the, if not the most, highly anticipated 2019 film. So I don't expect a lot of people to get their tickets on time anyway. Because as soon as that stuff came, you know, Fandango made its money. You understand what I'm saying? I just somehow got in there because I'm good like that. But <laughs> it, it was it was it was brilliant. I mean, like, everything, like, all the stuff that happened from phase, 
all, actually going all the way back to phase one, everything was tied together just right in this movie. Yeah, the final battle sequence alone will just be something that stays in your mind because it was everything that was coming to this point. You had to go through like what? 22 movies to get there. Actually, this is like the 22nd, but you know, you had to get through like 21 movies to get to this point. You know what I mean? 21 movies and multiple series out there just to see it all combine at this one juncture. I mean, you know, if you if you thought Thanos was a was a complete dick in the last movie, he's something else in this one. I mean, right now, I want to fire up uh, Marvel vs. Capcom and just beat the living crap out of him right now just because I can. Because this movie, this movie just makes you think. It was like, oh my god. And it's still fresh in my head. That's why I haven't gone back to the movie theater to see it a second time. But who knows? I probably might try something this weekend if, I, if I'm not so busy. But, you know, if you have not seen this movie yet, get up and go see it. Doesn't matter. Make time. Go see this movie. It's something that you surely do not want to miss, especially if you kept track with everything. And it doesn't matter which, uh, whether it's Phase 2 you're still in and you probably lost your taste, or like Phase 3 and then superhero fatigue starts to settle in. No, you, you want to go see this movie right then and there because as soon as you see it, you're going to be like, wow. <laughs> And uh, for those of you waiting for like to see if there's a phase four post credit scene, I will let you know there is none. So, you know, just get up and get out of there as soon as the credits start to roll. Unless you want to see everybody who done something to prepare this movie, which is, uh, you know, not not so bad. I mean, I like to do it from time to time because, hey, I might be holding down one of those jobs after a while. And I wouldn't mind seeing my name up there in lights because that's the goal of this whole thing, right? Right. And, and watching that stuff keeps me inspired to be a filmmaker, to tell you the truth. And, you know, as with certain adaptations, as soon as you leave that, you see the ones that did watch the movies, because you'll know the ones that watch the movies. And they're the ones that always argue with each other every time, whether it's on Twitter or any form of social media. They will sit there and they will argue about this stuff to this day. Like, I was sitting there in class one time, and doing my classmates were going back to back on each other about different takes of the movie. It's like, isn't it amazing that how we all see the same thing, but we all get different interpretations? I mean, it's a beautiful thing, don't get me wrong, because you don't want to be in that mindset where you all agree with what happened and all that kind of stuff. The best conversations do come from, like, moments of conflict when it, when it comes to that. But um, I was sitting there for a minute, I was like, wow. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is the new Star Wars because nobody is agreeing about anything. Especially when it comes to the stones, Thanos' motivation, uh, whether uh, Ultron was right the whole time. I mean, the list goes on and on. And then, especially in this movie alone, people are sitting there just still arguing about it. It's like, wow. You know, so pretty much like the mass appeal of things. And, you know... I'm going to leave it up to y'all after you see it, and then maybe like y'all can send me some things on Twitter too, because I don't mind talking about these sort of things. It's just that after a while, when you realize whether it's wrong or right or whatever fan theory that's out there, it's like, you know, these kind of movies were made for us to talk about. It's just that, you know, some people want to be right, and a lot of people hate to be wrong. And the truth is, is that, you know, I thought it ended so well, I don't want them to make any more movies. I really thought it ended so well. I don't want them to make any more. 
Even though I know Phase 4 is right there around the corner, and I would love to see a Fantastic Four movie, and I want to see a an X-Men movie that really represents the team dynamic instead of just, like, the different solo faction journeys and stuff that we've had for, like, multiple times during the X-Men franchise growing. That's going to come to an end, too, because, well, you know, Phoenix has to obliterate the universe, right? So it's just one of those kind of things. But regardless of what happened in these movies, you know, the comics are still go on forever and ever. And I love that. So, you know, at least I still got other forms I can go to and enjoy. But as for it tying up what went on in Phase 3, oh my God. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Well, then again, it's not really the end to Phase 3 because Spider-Man Far From Home is supposed to end Phase 3. So... You know, let's see how that all works out. And finally, they're doing the Nick Fury and Spider-Man um, dynamic to each other. So that actually is going to, you know, for those of you that actually like the Ultimate Spider-Man show, I thought it was kind of a hit or miss, depending on what you watch. And it reminded me of Brave and the Bold, more so for Batman. So it was like, meh, it is what it is. Let them, let them have their moment with this. But yeah, finally, that's going to be captured on film. And yep, that was my drink. Uh, <laughs> now nah, I'm, I'm alright folks I'm alright I'm just you know if you hear all that stuff in the background it's just me taking a swig of this but um speaking of adaptations yes yes the Sonic adaptation that has just uh, made its appearance with its first trailer now I don't know what it is but like I said before we all knew this movie was coming you could not have been a gamer fan and not know that this was coming you know, because they're trying to make movies out of anything that we enjoy, especially if it's stuff from the 90s and 80s. And then I look at his design, I'm like, okay, okay. So I, I see what it is. Like, when I say, like, somebody enjoyed that Sonic Unleashed a little bit more than I did, Sonic's design was not something to win me over. Especially when they started, you know, showing off the first poster where he's encased in black and you see his blue outline. I didn't really care for the shoes that he had. Um, I knew they were going to try to make him look a little bit more realistic rather than look like uh, what he is is basically just a fictional video game character to represent a multi-conglomerate company. Like, I mean, and if you think about it, Sonic is about as realistic as Mickey Mouse, okay? Like, you don't need to make him look like an actual hedgehog, per se. You make him look like himself. Like, at the end of the day, we all know how Sonic looks. Everyone everyone does even your youngest child probably does i'm sure if you got like a baby that's still within its months i'm sure that the baby would probably know what sonic looks like <laughs> show color and book i guarantee so like when you see certain movies like this being made of course they're gonna find a way to mess with the design and if you don't like the design you don't care to go see it and then, like, as I sit here and I and I hear the voice of the character, Ben Schwartz is doing a pretty good job voicing Sonic. And, you know, Roger Craig Smith already gave his due to him. So, in a way, that's fine, you know, because certain fans need that validation. Like, if you had a new Wolverine come in, you need Hugh Jackman to be there to give the approval. And then, all of a sudden, you know, you start shooting after a while because you finally, um, you finally casted one of the hardest people to replace in film, you know, because he was Wolverine. And I can understand that, but I'm always like, there's somebody out there that could do it. It's just like how people are afraid to cast someone as Batman because the fans don't like it. Keep in mind, some of these people might be legitimate fans, but then there are other fans out there 
who just got on the trolley and decided to say, oh, hey, this is my moment to lobby something. This is my moment to speak about something and, 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 and go ahead and dictate where we go. No, 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 no. Not so much. Shut up. Like, when you look at this Spider-Man, like, a lot of people don't like Tom Holland as Spider-Man nowadays because they say he was too whiny. It was like, okay, look, this is pretty much like his first time on the job that we're seeing. This is the teenage Spider-Man. The teenage Spider-Man that's finally fighting against, you know, super villains and starting to become a bigger, a part of the bigger Avengers world to a point. You know, because he always operated as a loner, but he had his own villains to face, and they were a threat. And he had to get over his own issues to show that he's really more of a hero. That's why, like, you know, I made my piece with Spider-Man Homecoming and, you know, the Amazing Spider-Man film still a point. So, I, and then I also know it's based off of a property. Like, if I know what the true Spider-Man is, then I could just stick to the comics if I wanted to. Much like this Sonic movie. Okay, if I know it's not going to be that great, then I can always just stick to the games because playing the games are like being in a Sonic movie anyway. You know? Especially like, okay, I see his design. He's more or less looking like a combination of all the different designs that Sonic went through over the years, not to mention the Sonic the Werehog being more prevalent because he did look like a very feral hedgehog at the time. Even though a lot of people didn't like the whole thing with the stretchy arms and the semi-muscular build and the darker fur. I mean, I know, but I played through it. And you see, it's so easy to go ahead and... um, it's so easy to go ahead and make fun of the Sonic franchise because the Sonic franchise, for all its endeavors, have had moments where it was too creative to the point where nobody can enjoy it. Like, you can go ahead with Sonic 06, you can go ahead with, actually, you can go ahead with the whole early 2000s lineup if you want to. Like, and it's just because they were trying to find a new way to stay ahead without being monotonous. Like, if you look at Mario stuff, you can say Mario's been um very very creative and the way they have done things with it but mario still sticks to structure in some ways more than you know and then there are times where you're like oh that's not true but it's like yeah you can see it right there if you just go ahead and look at it and play through the game with an open mind and say oh okay you still got to go through eight worlds don't you so you know you kind of look at it and you see like how they stick to structure on certain things not all things but certain things Whereas with the Sonic franchise, they've done some newer things and people are always doing this argument. Oh, he should have stayed 2D. He should have stayed this. I'm like, I'm glad he went 3D. I don't have a problem with Sonic Adventure. I mean, you can go ahead and say that the camera was bad. Yeah, to a point. But the cameras are bad in a lot of 3D games. And then when you look at this this, uh, movie here, let's stick to the movie, right? You look at this movie here and you see Jim Carrey playing Jim Carrey again. Because, but then again, Robotnik was always kind of corny like that. Even though you're seeing that this is more or less just an origin story and it's a distilled adaptation that's out there on the other side. It's not even canon to anything. So that's beautiful too. Which, at the same time, you got to think that all adaptations that are based on established IPs, no matter how much of a fan you are, they're all alternative canuities. They're all sort of things that don't matter in the long run to things. And it's kind of the truth. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, okay, so, you know, maybe I shouldn't care about this that much. Maybe I should just take it with a grain of salt and watch it. It might be a funny movie on its own. It's not holding a candle to anything. And if you look at the Sonic franchise in general, the Sonic franchise is, what, near 30 years old? So it's like, when you think about it, 
it, it doesn't help much, but I'm just hoping that, you know, we get a decent game again. And we had some. Like, you know, Sonic Unleashed wasn't that bad, but it was, um, you know, but it was some place to go to, you know? And it, it was right there. Like, when you see Sonic Unleashed, and then you see Sonic Generations, which I really like. And then you see Sonic uh, Sonic the Lost World, which I never had a chance to play because it was on Wii U. <laughs> of course, after a while, they start putting these retro characters on the retro base system, which is like Nintendo. So, you know, and then I don't have a Nintendo, of course, at, at present. So it's like, all right, so I'll miss out on this. But, <laughs> you know, it's just when you look at it, it's like, it's not that bad. And I know there's going to be a, uh, I know there's going to be a Sonic racing game coming out later, later this year. So I'm hoping that, you know, we get a nice platforming game, something that's fun, something that's able to look forward to. But when you look at like how they're doing it in this, in this movie, I can give this movie some props, at least that some of Sonic's moves have appeared like, you know, the spin dash, the spinning attack and the homing attack was in there. Of course, Sonic now has the ability to do bullet time, and he can generate lightning like the Flash did in the Justice League movie. Yep. They're going that route. And I mean, they say, like, you know, if you if you run really fast like that and you break the speed barrier, you do kind of show some electricity because it's kinetic energy. But then again, you know, maybe, maybe it's just cool to look at. And he also sheds because Robotnik's tracking him with a piece of his hair. And, of course, the military, because the military have to make an appearance on this. They're tracking Sonic 2 for research purposes. So it's like there's some, there's pretty much some tropes and some formalistic writing here. Because this is exactly the way, it's it's not like how Hops and um, Smurfs were. I did compare the two because, well, hey, they pretty much got the same guy on there from Hop. And they also got, like, the Smurfs where the Smurfs came to the human world. And Sonic's rings, which he's trying to collect, can open to enter dimensions. I think the last time that happened, though, was... No, there was two times where that actually happened. It was in Sonic 1, where you had to go into, like, the special stage so you can get, like, the Chaos Emeralds. And then the second time was in Sonic 3D Blast, where you had to take the Flickies back to their uh, different dimensions. So there's only two times of that actually happening. And yes, I would know about that because, hey, I'm a child of the 90s. I, I would know. And if you're somebody from not that era, you had to have known Sonic the Hedgehog and Sega Genesis, especially if you're in the European and U.S. markets. You know, that's just the way it goes. But I'm not too mad at it. You see what I'm saying? Because I knew this kind of adaptation would happen. This This has happened before. In many different video game movies, it has happened before. At least, like, some have the nerve to stay animated, which I heard the Mario movie is going to stay animated, the newest one. It's going to be done by Illumination. And then, of course, you have... Jeez, you, you have Dragon Ball. Remember when Dragon Ball Evolution came out and everybody was all pissed at that? I mean, it was a different take, yeah, but it was based off of a property that was still growing in popularity at the time, so everybody was mad at it. If you look at, like, how they're going about with the Sonic um, franchise, it's like, you know, Sonic franchise is now the poster boy for people to make fun of or make, um, or, or to make, like, 4chan porn about or just, just anything now. Like, if you go on DeviantArt and you just put in Sonic, you will see other sides of the Sonic franchise that you're like, wow. None of this stuff will ever be approved, and it's just like, uh, it just is what it is on that side of the internet. But, like, it doesn't matter what mu much of a true fan you are, and then you got, yeah, yeah, let me make my point. It's not much about what a true fan of you are is, 
It's like, if you don't care to see this movie, then don't make any comments on it. Like, me on the other hand, I'm not going to say a movie's good or bad. I don't really care for it. But I'm also going to be like, hey, who knows? It's probably just funny as hell, so I'll probably just go see it and just be like, yep, it's probably much what you expect. But then you have to be like, mm, okay, move on, next thing. Because it's coming out in November, and November is kind of like that time where kids, you know, pretty much get to see all sorts of kiddie movies. And me, on the other hand, I'm like, eh, whatever. Because, you know, kids always love Sonic despite what Sonic does. Same thing with Mario, same thing with Link, same thing with a lot of stuff. It's those of us that are adults now that have to be like, oh, we're going to dictate which way this is going to go. And we're the ones with the problem, to a point. But, I mean, if you want to see a good movie done right, I guess. I mean, you could go see Detective Pikachu, which I plan on seeing too. And then, like, you know, these adaptations that come out, they're not all that you know, like, you'll be like, oh, well, well, I believe that my idea should do better because this is, I'm a true fan. You know what? I've seen a lot of these true fans out there. I've seen them um, on YouTube saying, I didn't want to make this video, which is the go-to excuse for them making a video about something. Or the other thing is like, what happened to you? What did they do to you, Sonic? Like, Sonic going to talk back to him and say, I know, right? Or then they'll go ahead and nail fake rage. I, I can't stand fake raging people. I really can't. If you're mad... Be mad if you're not mad and you don't have a statement to say and you're just trying to pony off of some sort of hype. Shut up. Give it a rest. You're going through the motions. You're phoning it in just because you need to make an appearance. That's what it is. We got to fight for the views, right? And I mean, like you look at going to Godzilla 98. Remember when Godzilla 98 and people were like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be all right. This is going to be all right. And then you finally saw... What Zilla look like, and you're like, that's not Godzilla. This 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 sucks. I don't, I don't like this anymore. I mean, that's to be understood. And then they finally got it right, 2014. Even though there was a lot of teasing involved in that film, <laughs> but you know, the next adaptation of that, or the next sequel, I should say, comes out this month. And you know, will it live up to the hype, or won't it? I'm hoping it does. It should. But you know we're going to spend a lot more time with some of those other monsters than Godzilla because this is their time to shine too. And then we'll finally get that big battle where Godzilla can hopefully take on all three of them and stuff like that. And, and who knows, probably the three will team up take down Ghidorah maybe. Because Ghidorah can always hold his own. It's just one of them kind of things that you know you look forward to and then you start saying, alright, well, let's just see how this goes. And that's just where the hype train is. And then you look at all of these different things that we're looking at. They're all adaptations of something. And whether they please the true fans or whether they please any fans, it doesn't matter. They're just making money. The only problem that some of us fans have are some of us fans are probably scared of at best is when that stuff hit the masses, and that's what the masses know. That's when the masses will sit there and they'll be like, oh, yeah, this is the knowledge. This is this is the true knowledge of what this character is about and everything. It's kind of like during the Iron Man trilogy and everybody thought, oh, Iron Man only had like 50 suits. When those of us that have been there throughout the franchise, throughout all the meta versions of each franchise, know that Iron Man has more than 50 suits and he doesn't make any promises of quitting. There were times that he did leave the role. But the thing about it is, you know, there were times that the role went to Rhodey, um, you know, and then you got Iron Heart, and you got plenty of other characters that take up the mantle of Iron Man. I think Doctor Doom did it a couple of times too, if I'm not mistaken. 
you know, and, and you know that the storyline continues on. You see what I'm saying? Because eventually Tony's going to come back. He's going to put on that armor again. And you know that there's only one true Iron Man, whichever one that you liked. It's kind of like you got one true Green Goblin. It'll always be Norman. Harry can't hold a candle to Norman like that. Is why sometimes you know he gets shoehorned to be in Hobgoblin or Venom. Yeah, that actually happened. But you know, it's like when you have like different characters that are based on these principles, and it's not. And I've said this before. It's not how you come into a franchise. It's where you take your fandom. And if you take your fandom to see like how like certain things, like if you come in during the movies, you can continue on experiencing it through the comics. And if you like the comics so much, you can look at the video game versions, and then you're like, hey, I can go ahead and enjoy all these. The stuff's out there for us to enjoy, but when we're overtly criticizing and we're turning our back on the franchise because of one adaptation that doesn't really work for us, you know, that just makes us look like a bunch of jerks. And it's the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Which is why, you know, you gotta take them people down a peg and be like, alright, look, I'll debate with you on this stuff, and it's like, this isn't a good movie, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about it being a good movie or bad, because that depends on the opinion. And if you're not on that opinion, and if you're not going to change that opinion, then the whole point about fighting you is just pretty much here for entertainment. I'm doing it because it's entertaining. Oh, you don't care about the movie? You you comment on me. I comment on a lot of movies. And I always will. And the truth is, is that, like, I expect some of y'all to comment on some of the J360 Productions movies that are coming soon. I expect you to. And it will be fun. Because I don't mind debating. That's the best part. And the thing is, is that, you know, it's all about critiquing from here to there. So that's what you're supposed to do. And then, like, when it gets to, like, oh, I like the original version of this better. Yeah. The original version of this better is, is important. It's just the way it goes. And then, like, when you look at this kind of stuff, you look at the fake nerd ragers and all that kind of stuff. It's funny as hell. And it's like, okay, well, I see why people watch this video. Oh, he's saying what I believe. He don't make no sense on what he was saying. <laughs> so look at it from the nuance point and always ask questions. And always look at, like, okay, you know, let's invest in this because it seems like it's not what... It probably won't hold a candle to the source material. But let's just look at it just because we need a laugh. As I say before, you know, today's flock can be tomorrow's cult hit, and you never know. That might be a cult hit film. And I think Sonic actually had a fan film made back in 2013. Oh, yeah, 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 it did. And I think it was made by the same guy who did the Mega Man fan film, which Mega Man is supposed to be getting a new animated series sometime soon, as far as I know. So, you know, that's just something to look forward to. And speaking of that Sonic fan film, I think Jaleel White did the voice. And see, you know, those of y'all that know him as Urkel, well, he also was the first voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. So, you know, for a long time ago, a lot of people didn't know about, like, how Sonic's voice would sound. But if you grew up in the 90s and you watched some of the shows that were on TV at the time, Jaleel White's voice would be the first one you know. And then I think somebody did a bunch of mashups with uh, Jaleel White speaking along with Sonic talking. So... You know, this stuff's hilarious. I mean, you should check those out sometime. But, you know, just for the sake of argument, I put the trailer of the new movie and the Sonic fan film from 2013 uh, down here in the description box of this um, of this podcast show. And I wanted y'all to check it out, you know. like Look at the two and see, like, which one you like the best. You see, because uh, as for me, my final take on it, I'm going to go see it. 
You know what I mean? I, I, I just feel like I need to. Just go ahead and see like how this stuff goes down and if it's going to be on the mantle with Double Dragon and Mortal Kombat Annihilation and DOA, fine. Is it going to be an uh, Oscar winning hit? Probably not. I think I remember Sony was going to work on this film too, but they didn't like how the project was going so they just totally backed out. The three original creators of Sonic, they they voiced their complaints on a few things and their considerations. I think one of them just put three dots underneath the trailer. And then, of course, you got Paramount, who still is recovering from their Transformers uh, withdrawal, for now anyway, until Transformers, uh, is it six or seven now? Well, when the next Transformers movie comes out, <laughs> that, that continues on what was made by the last night, then um, we, we shall see what where we go from here. You know what I'm saying? They're still trying to find that one franchise. But I want to be honest with you. I think that Sonic... Why, why am I always saying that? I am always honest with y'all. Like, when Sonic's um, design turns you off, it reminds you of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back from 2012 to 2000... No, no, no. It was 2014 to 2016, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, try to get my ears right here. Like, yeah, you probably didn't like the design so much. But if you look at the personality and the attitudes, they are there. The personality and the attitudes are there. So if you can go by that and you just be like, oh, okay, I see where they're going here. It's not my Sonic per se, but I find it entertaining because, hey, maybe that's a combination of different parts of the franchise all rolled into one and it's... While it's not entirely pretty, it's not grotesquely ugly either. So I'll check it out and then I'll go ahead and I'll do my complaints. But a lot of people love to complain early and they keep at it all the time. So I can't wait to see what more of the fandom will say in addition to contracting the fandom that's out there that's saying, alright, you know what, okay, it's not the finest representation, but this is where we go from here. You know? And then, oh boy. What was the point of putting Jim Carrey as, like, the real Dr. Robotnik at the end of the trailer? Like, maybe that should be, like, one of the moments that happened in the film that you save up for. But then again, I guess because they were probably paying attention to people being mad about Will Smith being the genie and not being true blue. You know, until he turned out to be true blue and then they started making memes about that. You can never please anybody, especially on the internet. They should know this stuff. Just sell your movie. I mean, you're locked in, sell the movie, do the best you can, and just make a good movie. But then, you know, it's hard to do. Especially if you're not pleasing people aesthetically, I suppose. But then there's plenty of movies out there that are look good, but they have no story. And then I look at the story of this, Sonic's teaming up with a human cop. The last time Sonic teamed up with a human, I didn't really care for it that much. It was called Sonic X. And, damn, I, I did not like Sonic X. Matter of fact, I just went ahead back to playing Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 and just left it at that. Because at least those games, I'm playing a game, I'm going through Sonic's story, and I'm not really caring anything about anything else. So, this is one of them things you look into when it comes to it. And I know there's a lot of my friends out there that are making it in the filmmaking market and they're adapting things and that they're their own spin on it. Like if I know that you have a strong concrete idea and you want to take it to that next level 
and I'm not trying to take all of my, um, you know, all of my, what am I, what am I trying to say is this, my true fandom there and block you from making the movie. I'm not going to do that. I believe, Hey, maybe you got a shot. Maybe you know what you're doing. So I'll give you a fighting chance. But if I know you're just painting by numbers and you're trying to go ahead and win people over based off of nostalgia, different story then. See what I'm saying? Because I know there's no story here. This is just based off of the marketing value. This is based off of, hey, let's sell some action figures for this quarter, and then later on we'll get a tie-in game, and hopefully we can make ends meet, and they won't fire my ass because it sucks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which, by the way, uh, how's Star Wars doing lately? Oh, and there's the subscriber count. <laughs> well, anyway, I just wanted to go ahead and let you all know that, you know? Like, don't get bent out of shit because of adaptations of certain IPs because sometimes they they don't do well. And the best thing you can do is just laugh at watching them try. And if you're invested, well, take it all in, hope for the best, and then just shake your head if it doesn't come together right. And then who knows, maybe you could be the next commentator that's uh, all about Mystery Science Theater 3000 style and just say, wow, this movie is trash. But I like it. <laughs> but until then, this is all I have for you guys for episode 99. And oh yeah, next episode is the big 100. Finally hitting 100. Hoo-ha! Man. You know, I was hoping to do that during the anniversary of this show. But hey, guess what? I just got to try to do that when 2000 rolls around, right? Nah, not 2000. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I wouldn't mind if the J-Man show did last for 2,000 episodes, right? I'll probably be old as dirt and very senile. I, I think I'll take the movie. I think this movie was all right. Keep in mind, I need to get some more feet in my in my system. Oh, yeah, I feel good now. <laughs> nah, but, you know, I'll aim for that when 200 rolls around. But until then, you know. This is the J-Man signing off, and um, hey, if you guys want to send a shout-out to me, you can um, either send me an email or send me a tweet at J360Productions, or hey, best bet, leave me a voicemail about it, and if it's cool and funny enough, I'll play it on the 100th episode. And that number is 240-903-1634. Just keep it clean, y'all. You know what I'm saying? But that's it for now. This is the J-Man signing off. And I will see you all next week for episode 100. Peace.